Welcome to the Prophecy Club. Our topic today is the start of the fall of America. I believe that this is the second most important message that Prophecy Club has ever put out. Of course, except Jesus is the most important message. Now, I first heard this message in, I believe it would be January of 1987. And since then, it has been the primary message that God has called me to to bring forth to you. And I think it's extremely important. I think it's the most important message, of course, outside of salvation. And I'm going to encourage you, if you have ever listened to me tell you anything, listen to this. I encourage you to go all the way to the end, because all of these some 40 years I've been bringing this message, I was always limited by 30 minutes, because whether we're on TV or radio, it was 30 minutes. But today, I'm going to be able to tell more of the story. Not all of the story, but more of the story. This is extremely important. Now, why? I received some information today that, no, I cannot share with you. And then I got about five confirmations shortly after that from other sources. And I believe that there is a high probability that this year, the internal revolution spoken of of, uh, by Dmitry Dudeman will happen. Furthermore, I believe that it may even take place this summer. Furthermore, I believe that there's reason, high probability, it will take place in the next 48 hours. Do I know that for sure? No, I do not know that for sure. And if it doesn't happen, don't send me an email saying, ha, 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 it didn't happen. I don't know. God has not told me that this is it. I have gleaned this from secular information, and some of it I cannot share. But I believe, for a lot of very good reasons, that it is about to happen. The fall of America will start with an internal revolution in America started by the communists. I'm saying that you may have as little, depending on when you watch this, as little as 24 hours, as in the day you watch this, this may be your last chance to get prepared before the internal revolution starts. And when it starts, you can expect things like the internet to go down, your cell phone may not work, your TV may not work, they may shut off all of the banks, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen, and you don't either. But it's better to err on the side of caution, and I'm going to give you some specific things at the end of this program that if you believe me, if you have ever believed that I brought you any truth, believe this. Again, outside of the gospel, this is the most important message that I have ever carried in my life. I had the chance to actually meet Dimitri Dudeman. I went to his home on one occasion, he invited me to go to to, Revel, or to um, Romania with him. I did not. I wish I had. But he also stayed in my home on two other occasions as well as we put him on, I don't know, a 10 or 15 city speaking tour. So of all of the speakers we've had, I've spent more time, and I know Dimitri Dudeman, and I know that this message is true and accurate from God more than any other. And it may, I said may, I do not know for sure, God has not told me it's about to start, but it may be about ready to start. So as a watchman, 
I'm warning you. And I'm also telling you that probably time has run out for you to warn someone else. Sure, you can send this message along to them, but if they haven't already heard it at this point, they're probably not going to hear it. This is primarily for Prophecy Club people that know me, been listening for a while, and believe what I say. Okay, so let's get started. First of all, this message is in DVD. It's called Wake Up America. You can get it at prophecyclub.com, gift of $30. Or you can watch it instantly by going to watchprophecyclub.com, which is $20 a month to watch some 300 DVDs. Or I think it's $200 a year. I think they even got a, a better deal going on that. But check it out at watchprophecyclub.com. You can watch this testimony of him giving this. Now, let's go on. So Dimitri Dudeman starts out with his testimony, and this is not all of it. It would take me another 30 minutes to do all of it, but this is the most important parts. Dimitri said, I was born in a Christian family. My father was a pastor of a Pentecostal church. At the age of 17, I ran away from home, and I went to a Marine school. I stayed there about four and a half years. I became a Marine officer, and they gave me 80 new recruits. They put me out of the Black Sea, and the Communist government told me to search the ships coming in from foreign countries and if I found any Bibles, to confiscate them and arrest the missionaries. They said, Dimitri, if you do this, we'll advance you quickly. When I heard that this could make me a big and important man, I started searching the ships faithfully. One morning, a ship from Holland came. I took eight men with me, and in checking the ship under a crate of cookies, I found a large quantity of Bibles. I asked the captain of the ship, whose Bibles are these? He said, I don't know. I told him, don't worry, you will know. I saw a man crying and praying to the God who was a missionary from Holland by the name of Dave. He worked with open doors. I went to him and asked him for his passport. I said, are these your Bibles? He said, no. I said, well, who do they belong to then? He said, they belong to your brothers and sisters. When he said that, it was like putting a knife in my heart. Then I heard a voice in my ear speaking, saying, what are you doing, Dimitri? I put you here. Don't confiscate those Bibles. Don't you know your dad is a pastor? Don't you know your brother is a Christian? I looked around to see who was talking to me. He said, but there was no one. So I started shaking. I, I didn't know what was wrong. I was embarrassed. I was shaking in front of the missionary. So I went into another compartment. And I stuck my fingers in my ears so I wouldn't hear the voice anymore. But it got even louder. Go give him his passport or I will punish you, the voice said. I went to the missionary shaking and I told him, okay, okay, here's your passport. Your God answered my prayers, and he spoke to my ear and told me to give you your passport back, and I will even send some in to protect you from the police. As I gave him the passport back, the voice stopped, and I felt a peace in my heart. Then I realized it was the voice of God. Then I said, Every man has an angel, and the angel of God is near you. I stayed on the Black Sea for, Black sea for two years. As many missionaries came through, they came through without fear. I was put there by God and I would help them get the Bibles through. Then, going through the churches, I saw there were no Bibles, 600, 800 members, and if they had two or three Bibles, it was great. I said, God, what is this? Because I knew the Bibles were coming through the Black Sea. I asked the pastors, why don't you guys have Bibles? He said, oh, Brother Dimitri, the Bibles come in through the communists' hands. The communists sell them to this. The next day, they tell the police. The police confiscate them, which means we bought them all for nothing. When I saw there were no Bibles in the churches, I went to the commander of the pier. I told him, 
Mr. Commander, I got married. I have nothing to support my family. He hired me as a cook, and I went with the thought of a meeting missionaries so the Bibles would not come through into the communist hands anymore. After about two months, I heard the same voice in my ear. Dimitri, run to the pier. Dave is coming. I left the kitchen. I ran to the side of the ship, and the first man who came out was Dave. I said, peace of God to you, Dave. We spoke together and agreed to bring Bibles in. I would give them to the churches. With the help of God, in a period of three years, most churches had Bibles. So they brought in a lot of Russian Bibles, and I only lived nine miles from the Russian border, and I had a lot of Bible warehouses, and I tried to take them over, but I just couldn't. I came home very despaired. My dad found me, and he said, What's wrong with you? Are you sick? Why is your face so pale? I said, No, I'm not sick. I just have so many Russian Bibles, I don't know where to put them anymore, and I want to take them into Russia, but I can't seem to do it. He said, Oh, you want to? Yeah, me. He said, well, did you pray first? No. Did you fast? No. Huh. Did you ask God? No. He said, well, that's why you can't take a man fast and pray, and God will show you how to take them. So that's what we did. We decided to fast. A man came to me, being an angel, and said, Dimitri, wake up. You want to take Bibles to Russia? And I said, yes, I do. He gave me the address. He told me who to talk to. Then he said, when you get there, tell them that you were sent here by the one that was here earlier, and I will be ahead of you. So I jumped up, got dressed, and ran to my dad's house, and I said, Dad, Dad, look what happened. He said, go. We will pray. When we got there, it was 8 o'clock in the morning, and when I got there, I knocked on the door, and I said, good morning, sir. He was shaking all over, and he spoke. He says, what do you want me to do? I said, I was in here by the one that was here before. When he heard that, he really started shaking because an angel had just visited him to speak to him. He said, well, wh- what do you want me to do? Now, I need to jump in here and tell you that this is only a small part. You really, really need to get this book. This book not only has all of Dimitri Dudeman's testimony, all of his dreams and visions, and most of the dreams and visions from Michael Boldale, Leslie Johnson, Henry Grieve, Shane Warren, Terry Bennett, Maurice Glar, Augusto Perez, Doug Metzger, Bree Keaton, and much more, in my opinion. It is probably one of the most important books to have to help us all be guided through the last days. Go to prophecyclub.com, get this book, but don't get one. One's $20. I think uh, five, five of them is like $35. I don't know what the price is. Prophecyclub.com. Let's go on. I said, well, I want to take Bibles into Russia. He called me in. He told me what to do. How to load the Bibles in, and that's what we did. In 15 years, we took more than 300,000 Bibles to Russia, not including literature in the New Testaments, but it was not us. It was Jesus. When we got in trouble, the angel of God would come to help. He was not helping because of our trouble, but for the work of God. And Demetrius said, and hollered out, Hallelujah! And of course, everybody hollered, Hallelujah back. When I got home to my house, I was surrounded by the police. The police were already checking inside. They had my wife with her face against the wall, and my child, my daughter, and her face against the wall. They put me with my face against the wall. They started checking the house at 8 o'clock in the morning. I had this device to see through the walls. 8 o'clock in the morning and finished at 4 in the evening. They came with all kinds of Russian equipment looking for Bibles. I had a large quantity of Russian Bibles in my house. He said I had them stacked every place. You could barely walk through the house for stacks of Russian Bibles. 
Well, I thought they'd found them. So about four o'clock, they came and said, Dimitri, turn around. Where do you have the Bibles? Well, I thought they'd found them. So I said, uh, did you find them? They said, no. Well, if you didn't find any, I guess that means I don't have any. They said, uh, where do you have your Bible warehouses? I said, do you think I have a Bible factory or something? They said, don't worry, Dimitri. You will tell us. See, God had broken their equipment and blinded their eyes. They walked over the Bibles, and they couldn't see them. That's how God protected the Bibles. Now, I'm going to jump in here with a couple of stories. Michael Boldea tells a story. I believe he said he was about three or four years old at the time. And he said when they were saying, where are the Bibles? Young man, he didn't know, he didn't know not to tell him. So the young man reached over. He pointed. He's right there. His wife or his mom slapped, <laughs> slapped his hand. Put your hand down. Shut up. Put your face against the wall. Because he was pointing out where the Bibles were, but they couldn't see them. I'll tell you another example. Dimitri told me this story. He said one time he pulled up to a checkpoint. He said, we'd taken out the passenger seat, the back seat. And he said, I had so many Bibles in my car, my trunk, everything. They were every. He said, I could barely even turn the steering wheel. Pulled up, they opened up the trunk. They're throwing the Bibles around. What are you doing with all these books? Where are the Bibles? We know you have Bibles. Where, where are the Bibles? But they couldn't see that they were Bibles. Now let's go on. They took me to the police station. There they put me in a very dark cell, and I could not see the walls. And they said, you will stay here until you tell us everything. After a time, I heard somebody open a door, and I asked, is somebody there? I heard a squeak, like a rat squeak. And I said, whoa, what kind of animals do they have in here? I felt something crawl on my leg. I touched it. It was a rat about a foot long. And I would take one or two off, but they jumped back on. I saw this. I became scared. And in my despair, I yelled out and said, God, don't let me down. When I said this, a powerful light appeared in the room. The light was so powerful, I couldn't look at it. Out of the light, I heard a voice. Dimitri, don't be afraid. I'm with you. Look at me. When I raised my head to look, the power of the light threw me down, knocked me down on the floor. Dimitri, look at me. I said, who are you? He said, I'm the angel Gabriel. I'm the messenger of heaven. I came to help you. Look at me, he said. When I looked, I saw a man dressed in shiny clothes. He had a wide belt around his waist and a helmet on his head. In his hand was a sword, which was flaming. He said, Dimitri, don't be afraid. You will go through many tortures, but I will be with you. He said, look around. When I looked around the whole room, the whole floor was full of dead rats. At that time, the light disappeared. Then somebody knocked on the door and opened it. They said, are you still alive? I said, yes. Are you trying to have me for dinner for the rats or something? When he turned the light on, he saw all the rats dead. He came to me and hit me on the head. I fell. He said, you killed my children. Now I'm going to kill you. He said, they put me through all kinds of tortures. They would tell me to confess where I got the Bibles, who brought the Bibles, how I took them to Russia, who helped me to take them. In my ear, I kept hearing the same voice from the ship, Dimitri. Don't tell. Don't confess. You ask yourself, so why did I endure this torture? He said, if I would have told them, hundreds of brothers would have been arrested. Then many of their children would have starved to death. Then the work of God would have been stopped. And I said, I will die but I will not betray anybody. Now, that's an important thing. 
Remember, Scripture tells us that we should overcome by the blood of the Lamb, by the word of their testimony, and love not their lives unto the death. So Dimitri was willing to die for God. After five months of torture, and I wouldn't tell him anything, they took me into a room. There they had a very unusual chair, and they said, Dimitri, do you see this chair? We brought this all the way from Germany just for you. You're going to tell us how you get the Bibles through, or you're going to die in that chair. I said, even if I die, I have nothing to tell you. They tied my, tied my hands behind the chair. They tied my feet around it. They put something under my feet. They tied something over my heart. They stuck a bowl on my head. Then they stuck two things in my ears. They said, okay, think about where those Bibles are. Now you're going to die. They plugged it in. I felt a powerful shock of electricity going all through my body. It felt like pins and needles going through it. I couldn't see anymore. I thought I was going to die. When I thought I was going to die, the same light appeared. It said, Dimitri, don't be afraid. You won't die. Plead the blood of Jesus. So I started saying, which was remaining for the blood of Jesus. He said, when I woke up, I was laying on the floor. My eyes and my mouth were full of blood. They were throwing cold water on me, slapping me around. Now, I want to tell you a couple of things about that. He, his testimony, he didn't tell people, but the next morning after this, all of his teeth fell out. He just woke up and they're in his mouth. They just fell out because apparently the electricity killed all of the roots and they just all fell out. Also, when I was with him, he said, come here and feel. And he had me feel his arm. Now, on us, there's a muscle right here. No, no, there was no muscle there. The muscle was down here. And his arm, you could tell the bones had been broken. He also, he said, feel right here. And he had me feel his ribs. And it was like, like, like hill country, you know, it was all bashed and broken. And I mean, he went through a lot to get this message. That's the reason I'm telling you this is extremely important. It's very important that you believe this message because there is a strong enough probability it is about to happen. I'm bringing it to you. Now let's go on. They said, ah, now you told us everything. We have the equipment. It recorded your every thought. They said, listen. They plugged it in. I heard my voice. Sengula Lewisus. Sengula Lewisus. The blood of Jesus was victorious. They said, why did you say this? I said, because you want to kill me. And they said, we still will kill you. Then they put me on the electric chair again. That's the second time. They did the same thing, but they turned the power up even higher. When I thought I was dead again, the angel of God again came. Dimitri, don't be afraid. You won't die. Plead the blood of Jesus. Your enemy will die. You will live. You have to go through one more powerful torture, and then I will take you out of their hands. Then I began to plead, blood of Jesus. When I woke up, I woke up on the floor, same way, full of blood. They slapped me around, poured cold water on me, and they said, ah, now we have everything. Again, I heard my voice. They said, this time, I will kill you. He picked up the phone. He called the six policemen. This is all I heard. Kill him. They jumped on me with their feet. They mashed me up so bad, nine of my ribs were cracked. All of my body was like meatballs. I fell in a coma. When I woke up, a doctor was giving me a shot in the right hand. He said, Dimitri? Your God still lets you live. Then another officer came yelling, Hurry up, hurry up, Colonel is dying. 
The doctor felt me and ran, left me and ran. After about a half an hour, another colonel came with that very humble voice and said, Dimitri, can you get dressed? I said, why? <laughs> he said, you're going home. I said, why? Are you finished killing me already? He said, your God gave you the judgment. Colonel Prestoff died, and the commander told me to take you home. Fast. I said, how did he die? He said, he had internal bleeding, just fell down dead. The commander told me to take you home. Fast. So they put me in the car and took me home. I couldn't even stand up on either leg. I was completely broken and destroyed. My wife didn't even know me. She filled the bed with pillows. They took me in bed for three months. Then I called death to come. That is how much I suffered. I said, God, just kill me, just kill me. But he wouldn't. Missionaries from all over the world came and would take pictures and leave. The brothers would pray around my bed. And after three months, I thought there was no more hope. Finally, one night, my family was asleep. All the brothers had left me, and I heard the same voice. The same light appeared and said, Dimitri, Dimitri, get up, get up, get out. He said, I jumped out of bed. I ran outside. I began to feel myself to see if I still hurt. But all of a sudden, nothing hurt anymore. And I could walk. I thought, whoa, what happened? Am I dreaming? Is this true? I went into my room. There, I found the angel of God. Dimitri, do you still hurt? No. Dimitri, can you walk? Yes. All right, then start working. You have four more years to carry Bibles. The police will follow you step by step, but I will be with you. I will blind their eyes, and they won't catch you. When they see they can't catch you, they're going to kick you out of your country. He said, you're going to be exiled July 22nd, 1984 at 10 o'clock. You're going to America to give them a warning, a message from God. For four years, I carried Bibles into Russia. I would pull up to the border checkpoint. With so many Bibles in the car, there was no room for anyone to sit. The border guard would say, Dimitri, what do you have in the car? I would say, Bibles. He would say, stop making fun of us. Go on, go on, get out of here. They couldn't see them. The day finally arrived. I was to be kicked out of Romania. All of my family was watching the time. We'd given away all of our earthly possessions, packed all of He told me this story. He packed all of my suitcases up. He said, all of a sudden, knock came to the door. Dimitri, you have to come with us. What are you doing with the suitcases? We knew you were coming. Ah, Dimitri. God had told him. All of my family was watching the time. July 22nd, 1984, exactly at 10 a.m., the airline stewardess picked up the plane's microphone and said, welcome to the flight number just as the plane was departing from the gate. Exactly as the angel had told them. When they arrived in America, the apartment was very dirty. Dogs lived there before. The carpet stunk powerfully. There was no bed, no table, no chair, nothing. I was in despair. I didn't know what to do. I came home very sad. I told my wife and my children started crying. My daughter was crying. The children fall asleep on the suitcases. I walked around the building saying, why God? Why did you punish me? Why did you bring me to this country? I can't understand anybody. If I ask them anything, they can't understand me. What did I do that's so rotten? Why did you bring me to America? Now, here's the message. It was late at night. I couldn't stay inside because of the smell. I was sitting outside on a rock. A light came toward me. The fear of cars came within me because the Romanian police were always trying to run me over the cars, and so I jumped up. But the light surrounded me. Out of the light, 
I heard the same voice. It was the angel Gabriel. Dimitri, why are you so despaired? I said, why did you punish me? What did I do that's so rotten that you brought me to the United States? I have nowhere to lie my head. I can't understand anybody. He said, Dimitri, didn't I tell you that I will be here with you also? I brought you here to this country because this country will burn. Well, then why did you bring me here to burn? Why didn't you just let me die in my own country? Dimitri, have patience, and I will tell you. Get beside me. Now, I quizzed Dimitri on this. I said, what was it? He said, I don't know. He said, when you're in presence of an angel, he said, all you can do is just concentrate on the angel and what he's saying. He said, the only thing I remember is it was like, like a pillow. I stood on a pillow, and he had this thing with his left hand that controlled it. And he said, in a moment of time, it took and showed me all of California. I'll go back to what it says. I don't know what it was, brothers. I got beside the angel. He showed me all of California. Showed me all the cities of California. Then he showed me Las Vegas. You see what I've shown you? This is Sodom and Gomorrah. In one day, it will burn. He said, it sin has reached the Holy One. He showed me another great city, and he said, do you know what city this is? I said, no. He said, this is New York City. This is Sodom and Gomorrah. In one day, it will burn. Then he showed me Florida. He said, this is Florida. This is Sodom and Gomorrah. In one day, it will burn. He didn't let me say another word until he brought me back to the place we'd left. And he said, now, Dimitri, you can now ask me questions. He said, I brought you to the country, Dimitri, because I want to wake up a lot of people. I love this country, and I love the people of this country, and I want to save them, but America will burn. And he said, well, how can I save them? I can't even speak their language. Who knows me? How will they call me? He said, don't worry. I will be ahead of you. I will make great healings among the American people. You will go to television stations, radio stations, and churches. Tell them everything. Tell them everything I tell you. Don't try to hide anything because if you try to hide anything, I will punish you because America will burn. Now, let me pause a second. I wrote a letter, I believe it was February of 1987, to Dimitri asking him to come and speak at the Full Gospel Businessman in Lawrence, Kansas. And he wrote back and said, I'll come for two weeks. I thought, two weeks? I want him to talk for an hour. But by the time he got here, his schedule, with very little work on my part, was full. He later said it was the busiest two weeks of his life. He talked to seven radio stations, one TV station, and seven or eight churches. And same testimony over and over. And I drove him all over to these places. Then we did it once again later in uh, Omaha, and then we had later on Prophecy Club started, and I had him on a couple of speaking tours there. Anyway, so let's go on. How will America burn? It's so powerful. He said, the Russian spies have discovered where the most powerful nuclear missiles are in America. The fall of America will start with an internal revolution in America, which may be, I said may, I do not know for sure, it may be about to start. The fall of America will start with an internal revolution in America started by the communists. Some of the people will start fighting against the government. Now, I do not know for certain. I wish God would tell me. I've prayed and asked a lot of times, but in his infinite wisdom, he's decided not to tell me. But my suspicion is that when the election was switched in 2022, was probably the communists 
starting it. And then the internal revolution is the good guys kicking out the, out the bad guys. God has not told me that. That's just a guess. So that's my guess. I'm just telling you my guess. The fall of America will start with an internal revolution in America started by the communists. Some of the people will start fighting against the government. The government will be busy with internal problems. Then from the oceans, Russia, Cuba, Nicaragua, Central America, Mexico, and two of the countries I cannot remember will attack. The Russians will bombard the nuclear missiles in America, and America will burn. I said, well, what are you going to do with the church? He said, the church has left me. How? Don't you have any people here? He said, people in America honor people. The honor should be given to God, the gift to other people. See, Americans think high of themselves. They say, I serve God, but they don't. In the church, there's divorces, adultery, fornication, sodomy, abortion, and all kinds of sin. Jesus doesn't live in sin. He lives in holiness. I brought you here so you could cry out loud. Don't be afraid. I am with you. Tell them to stop sinning because God never stops forgiving. Tell them to repent. He will forgive them. Tell them to start preparing themselves so I can save them in the day of trouble. Now, yes, there is a physical preparation, but what he's speaking of here for the most part is a spiritual preparation, repenting and getting close to Jesus. Let's go on. Now, Dimitri said, if you call me to speak, God loves you. That's what the angel of God told me. Whoever I love will want to wake up, and I will put on their hearts to call you. Don't hide anything or I'll punish you. Now, what does that say to you? What does that say to you? What does that say to you? If you call me to speak, God loves you. That's what the angel of God told me. Whoever I love, I want to wake up. I will put on the hearts to call you. And this is speaking of Demetri. Don't hide anything or I'll, I'll punish you. Stop sinning and repent. He will forgive us and we will have salvation. I said, well, how will you save the church if America will burn? He said, tell them exactly as I tell you. As he saved the three young men from the oven of fire and Daniel from the mouth of the lion, that is how I will save them. Tell them to stop sinning and repent. Now, I talked to Dimitri about this. Dimitri did not believe in a pre-trib or mid-trib rapture. He didn't think anybody's going to be going anyplace. I bless this country because of the Jews that are here. I have seven million Jews here. They haven't tasted war or persecution. God blessed them more than anyone else. And instead of thanking God, they started sinning and doing wickedly. Their sins have reached the Holy One, and God will punish them with fire. Israel doesn't recognize the Messiah because they place their trust in the power of the Jews in America. But when God will hit America, all the nations will be terrified. Then God will raise up China, Japan, and many other nations, and they will go against the Russians and defeat the Russians. They will back them to the gates of Paris where they sign a peace treaty, but... They make the Russians their leader. Under the leadership of the Russians, all the world goes down to attack little Israel. It's not that they want to. God makes them. Israel doesn't have the help of the Jews in America. So in their terror, when they see what is coming, they call upon the Messiah. Jesus, the Messiah, will come to help Israel. Then the church will meet him in the clouds, 1 Thessalonians 4.16, which is the last Feast of Trumpets or the Day of Armageddon. Are you ready to meet Jesus Christ? Are your wedding clothes clean? This is Dimitri speaking. If there are still spots in the clothes of your soul, soul, then the blood of Jesus still has power to cleanse sins. Jesus Christ will live with the church on the Mount of Olives, and he himself will fight against all the nations. I said, well, 
if you are the angel of God, then everything you tell me must be written in the Bible. If it's not, I can't tell the Americans. Tell them to read Jeremiah chapter 51, verses 8 through 15. Write it down. Jeremiah chapter 51, verses 8 through 15. Now, Dimitri and I believe it was all of Jeremiah 50 and 51, both chapters. That's what we, we both agree. That's all talking about America. He names it the mystery Babylon, the great adulteress. Also, Revelation chapter 18, the whole chapter. There it says clearly what will happen to America. Why did he name it the mystery Babylon? Tell them, because all the nations of the world immigrated into America. And America accepted them. America accepted Buddha, the devil church, the sodomite church, the Mormon church, and all kinds of wickedness. Okay, the sodomite church, okay, that's the LGBT thing, okay. Look at the churches that are splitting over that. I'll read that again. Tell them, because all the nations of the world immigrated into America, and America accepted them. America accepted Buddha, the devil church, the sodomite church, the Mormon church, and all kinds of wickedness. America was a Christian nation, but... Instead of stopping them, they went after their gods. Because of this, he named it the Mystery Babylon. So that you know that I'm truly being sent by God, tomorrow at 9 a.m., someone will come and give you a bed. At 10.30, someone will come and pay your rent. At noon, someone will bring you a car and give you a bucket of honey. He said, brothers, it happened all exactly as the angel said. At 9 o'clock, someone rang my doorbell and said, I brought you a bed. I could not sleep all night long. God told me that you were from Romania and that you need a bed. At 10.30, someone else rang my doorbell and handed me a check for $500 and said, God told me to bring you $500. At noon, someone came and gave me a car. He opened the front seat and sitting in the front seat is a bucket of honey. All exactly as the angel said. I believe, this is me speaking now, I believe for reasons I cannot share that there is a high probability this message that I've been carrying since February of 1987 is about to start. Do I know that for sure? No, I do not. Has God told me that? No, he has not. I'm basing this on some information I received that I cannot share, along with some other news reports. I believe, for reasons I cannot share, that there is a high probability, high probability that the internal revolution not only will start this summer, it may start in July or August. It could start as soon as, by the time you get this, maybe within 24 hours. Do I know? No, I don't. If it doesn't happen, don't blame me. Don't accuse me. I'm not saying God told me. I'm a watchman. I'm saying that there is reasonable cause to think it's about to happen. So I'm warning you. Assume in the next 48 hours when I'm recording this, for you it's going to be in the next 24 hours, is your last chance to do a few things. I suggest you get food. I suggest you have enough cash on hand for about two weeks. And when it starts, how do you know when it starts? Okay, you're going to know. Probably you'll see an emergency broadcast system message come on. The Internet will probably go down. Our phone systems might go down. Banks might shut down. I don't know. But I think when it happens, we will certainly know. I suggest you get food, cash enough for at least two weeks, and when it starts, stay home. I'll say that again. 
when it starts, stay home. It's going to be mayhem. And if you want to stay safe, stay home. Do what you want to do, but that's my suggestion. At least that's our plan. I'm going to say don't go out until the storm has passed. What storm? Okay, do you remember Donald Trump was standing in a room and he said that a storm is coming? The press then began to ask him, what storm are you talking about? I'm going to play that little 28-second clip. I think it's confirmation. I think the storm, what I will call the internal revolution, may, I didn't say is, I do not know, no one's, God's certainly not told me, may, I'm a watchman, it may be about ready to start. Here's that clip of Donald Trump saying it. You guys know what this represents? Tell us, sir. Maybe it's the calm before the storm. What's the storm? Could be the calm, the calm before the storm. We have the world's great military people in this room, I will tell you that. And uh, we're going to have a great evening. Thank you all for coming. What storm, Mr. President? You'll find out. Today, we live in unsettling times. Have you ever wondered what you're going to do when food is no longer on the shelves? I'm Leslie, owner and founder of Joseph's Kitchen, and I want to show you how to make healthy, homemade, whole wheat bread for only a few hundred dollars a year. At Joseph's Kitchen, our ingredients have been packaged for immediate use or long-term storage. Go to josephskitchen.com or call the number on your screen to order today. Don't get caught unprepared. Go to josephskitchen.com now. Terry Saka with CornerstoneAssetMetals.com. So what's going on in the world of finances? Why should they call today? Well, China has laid out in a speech a few weeks ago exactly what they think of the United States. I haven't seen that in my 55 years. With China and Russia forming these reserve currencies, new reserve currency, we better be prepared because that dollar is going to be in deep trouble and we're going to need assets to protect us from it. CornerstoneAssetMetals.com. Call them or go online, cornerstoneassetmetals.com, or call them at 888-747-3309. 888-747-3309. Next is, I'll send you to empshield.com. If you use the promo word prophecy, you get a $50 discount. What is that? Well, it looks like this. This is the one that goes into a car, Okay. And you put the red wire to the red side of the battery. You put the black wire to the black side of the battery. And the green one attaches to the body of the car. Then you peel it off right back here. Just peel that off. Stick it inside of the, 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 the engine compartment of your car. And the whole point is when the electricity goes off or when some kind of a suitcase nuclear, nuclear device goes off, this is supposed to be able to stop that device from destroying every computer chip in your car. Because if every computer chip is destroyed in your car these days, you couldn't possibly replace them all. Throw the car away. So, empshield.com, promo code PROPHECY. Leslie Johnson had a prophecy back in 2011. She says, the Lord says there's going to be something put into the water supply in many cities of the nation. People will begin to get sick, some will die. Get a good, reliable water filter. You will not be able to trust the tap water or the bottled water. You must get something to filter the water you are going to need. That's back in 2011. 
So if you want it, we suggest you go to prophecyclub.com. You click right here where it says Berkey's. This is what it looks like. Currently, all Berkey's are in stock. The one I have is this guy right here. It's the crown. It has eight filters. I recommend you get as much as you can afford and also recommend you get some extra filters. That's at prophecyclub.com.